Okay. I know that it's been a week or two since I gave an episode, and I promised that I would do better, and here we are. Um, keeping up a podcast is ridiculously hard, um, along with a nine-to-five that literally makes me exhausted every single day. It's not really, you know, boding well. However, I'm going to continue to work on being dedicated to both, because a work-life work balance is essential in this field of work. And I don't want to stop with my podcast. I've been dreaming of having a podcast since mm, forever. It's always been like a dream job. Will I ever make money off of it? Doubtful. But it's just like a fun hobby. And I think that for anyone who has a passion or a hobby, you should pursue that in any way you see fit. And With Valentine's Day coming up, I'm just filled with a ton of topics for this month. And that's why I'm really trying to push out podcast after podcast because there's a lot to talk about in terms of relationships and the concept of Valentine's Day and just the month of February in general, which is very lovey-dovey for a lot of people. Like when people think of February, they almost always think of Valentine's Day. And again, I have a lot of opinions and I would like to share them with you all. So thank you for bearing with me yet again for yet another week. I appreciate you all, my my gingers. Even if you're not ginger, that's okay too. Um, I wanted to start out with though this horrific fiasco that I had last weekend and it was specifically last friday now i am a coffee connoisseur i'd like to say i love coffee i could drink nine cups of it a day does that work well with my anxiety no it worsens it by probably tenfold (laughs) however i can't stop drinking it one because it keeps me awake it keeps me functioning keeps keeps me going keeps the life in me from dying personally morbid but true and i just love the taste of it to be fair i mean everything about it is phenomenal um if i cut out starbucks from my life would i be saving a significant amount of money yeah i could probably pay a month's worth of rent off of that (laughs) but i'm a psycho so there's that um but yeah so i went to a coffee shop with one of my really good friends and it's a coffee shop we've been to before and they have really good coffee they're they just recently had introduced flights of coffee and i and i was like this is a perfect opportunity to get five of my favorite drinks from there all at once so i was really excited for this and yes i was going to drink the whole flight by myself which was really funny because my friend was like I ordered for us and she goes, oh yeah, just order the flight for us. And I was like, I, I was going to get my own flight, actually. <laughs> I really was going to drink all of that coffee. I had absolutely no shame in it. She was like, Isabel, are you serious? And I was like, yes, yes, I'm absolutely serious. Anyways, unbeknownst to us, um, the coffee shop, which had previously been like pretty under the radar, mostly because it's a small business. It's located within an office building. It's pretty discreet. No one really knew much about it, even though they have amazing coffee. Um, And then it went viral on TikTok, which, I mean, great for them. The publicity is good. You know, money coming into the shop, you know, it's exciting, whatever it may be. We went in there maybe two days after it had gone viral on TikTok, and it was just absolute chaos, mayhem, whatever the word may be for it. People were asking for refunds. People were waiting for two hours. And 
a lot of people are frustrated. I can totally understand the frustration because you just spent however much money. And um, especially because like the flights were $25, which I get. I mean, it's amazing coffee and you get it in large quantity and it's high quality, whatever. So a bunch of people are asking for refunds to like store, couldn't give them refunds. It was a whole thing. But I've never seen people be more unkind to other people than that day. I mean, ever in my life, truly. It was so horrific. Me and my friend were just staring there completely open-mouthed. We couldn't even leave because of the drama that was surrounding us. Um, and we were just horrified. Horrified by people's behavior. Horrified that people could even act like that. I wouldn't say that I'm like a complete and total empath. Like I, I'm not the most emotionally intelligent person, but I couldn't not look at that situation and not feel horrible for the women, the two women who own the coffee shop. I was I just felt for them so much. I kept offering. I was like, if you teach me, like, throw me back. I will help you. They were sobbing. One of them looked as though she was having a panic attack. And I don't blame her because it was just person after person after person. And they didn't have any help. And so, it just looked extremely overwhelming. But anyways, moral of the story is, I didn't realize the downside of popularity that, like, apps like TikTok could bring to a small business because there truly is a downside. They were completely overwhelmed, completely unprepared. And the backlash they got from it was, again, horrifying. And I've never seen anything like it. So moral of the story is be kind to small businesses and just be kind to people in general. I've never seen that in my life. And it was truly appalling. And in I... Again, I'm I'm at a loss for words with this situation because it truly was a fucking fiasco. And I'm not even going to mention the name because I don't want to contribute to the overwhelmingness that they're feeling. But it was really sad. And I just want the best for small businesses. And I never knew that there could be potential for any type of like hatred or negativity like that. And so that was really disappointing to see and to watch. And I hate everyone who's a part of that because you are cruel and insensitive and incapable of human emotion, apparently. So I'm disappointed in humanity. And I wanted to share that with people because that never happens. I never see anything to that extent. And it was truly awful. So hopefully you had a better weekend than that. I mean, other than that, my weekend was fine. I DD'd for like, I think it's the third time in my life I've ever been a DD. I never offer because I never even want to take the chance of having a sip of alcohol and getting into my car. I just, I'm totally fearful of it. So that's just a no for me. But yeah, that was my first time. So, or third time to be fair. So interesting. Proud of myself. Anyways, in the spirit of the month of February, like I was mentioning, earlier, I thought we could start this week's podcast by talking about relationship goals. Yes, you've probably heard the phrase. Basically, it's what you want in a relationship, what you hope for in a relationship, um, what you see in other people's relationships, and you're like, that's goals. It's very millennial. I know. Although I speak of mostly millennial things, so there's that, I guess. Anyways, I, like every other woman probably around my age or otherwise, has a list of relationship goals. And I think they're worthy of sharing because 
you might resonate with these goals and why am I losing my voice? That was weird and made me uncomfortable and I'm sure it made you uncomfortable as well. But back to what I was saying. So yeah, everyone has relationship goals, I feel like, whether they share it or not, whether they admit to it or not. Even if you are in a relationship, you probably still have relationship goals because no relationship is perfect or probably meets all of your goals. And if it does, maybe chivalry isn't dead like we thought it was. But let's just get into it per usual. Let's just deep dive right in. Um, I will say that after Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth broke up, I really thought that all love was lost. I mean, that was the couple. They had been through it. They got married. They went through that Malibu fire together. They had animals together. They've been with each other since. Um, God, what is that movie? It's such a good movie. The movie that they were in, it's so fucking good. It's the first time I ever heard She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5, and that's all I think about when I listen to that song, and it's such a great fucking movie. But yeah, they've been together since they filmed that, which I think all in all it was 10 years or something. So when they broke up, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it for everyone. I think I think we're done with love. But then I will say this past season of Bachelor in Paradise, and if you're not into the Bachelor franchise or if you don't watch BIP, then you won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I highly suggest watching that show. If you love drama, if you love romance, if you like just over-the-top BS reality TV, that's that's it for you. But anyways, there was a couple that got engaged off of Bachelor in Paradise, Joe and Serena, and I don't normally cry at romance. In fact, romance really actually freaks me the fuck out unless it's an elderly couple. I just get disgusted by it. I think other ugh, it's gross. It's just gross to me. But I literally cried when he or when they got engaged. I was like this is so fucking cute. And so that kind of restored my faith in love. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe these relationship goals are achievable. I will say they're very idealistic to have all of them, obviously, but it's personally what I'm striving for. And I don't want to settle for anything less, although I probably will because, again, not all goals can be met, but I think with work, they can all be achieved. So that being said, I think the one of the biggest things that I've never actually done in the past because, you know, I'm only 22. I still have a lot of maturing left to do and whatever, but I would like to keep kind of a private relationship. Um, in the past, I've done a lot of Instagram, done a lot of sappy posts, done more public things. And I think for in the future, I would, I would like to keep things more on the DL. Not so much on the DL that that person isn't known to the public or anything like that. But I would like it to be very close to the chest because I think that when things are widely known, and I don't know why I'm talking as if I'm a celebrity or as if anyone cares about my relationship, but I just think when things are more private, they tend to have a little bit, not that they're more meaningful, if you know what I mean, but they just, there's some, there's like a special aspect to it. But I do think, you know, you should have those subtle flexes every now and then, those cute little Instagram posts, whatever it may be. Um, but on, for the most part, I would like to keep it a little bit more on the DL just because I haven't in the past and I would kind of like to try it differently and I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the most important relationship goal of mine, like, at all, but 
it'd be something I would like to try, I think, in the future. So if you currently do this, let me know how that's working out for you. Another thing that I've recently thought about is I would really like someone who cooks. Like, I would really appreciate that. One of my exes was pretty good at cooking and I never had to worry about it literally at all. And I was like, this is the dream life. And now that after quarantine and I just began cooking at home 24-7, I actually really like cooking and I've gotten better at cooking. So it's not so much a need anymore. Um, whereas prior, the only thing I could make was like a bagel and pasta and some toast. So it would be nice to have a guy that cooks just so like I wouldn't have to do it all the time. So it changed. My priorities have changed a little bit. Yeah, I I just find it really hot when a guy knows what he's doing when cooking um, and can make complicated things. Okay, I'm not just talking like, oh, he can grill chicken or like steak or something. Like it has to be a little bit more advanced than that. Um, Or I'd be interested in a guy that would like to cook together or learn recipes together. I think as cheesy as that is, I think it's a cute little bonding activity and it could be very fun. Um, you could put on some music in the kitchen, make a whole thing out of it. And again, that's something that you can learn how to do together. And I think that that shows growth and dedication in some sort of way is that you're like willing to learn new things. So I don't know. I think that would be very attractive is what I'm trying to say. And then of course, a good, perfect roast to compliment ratio is very essential. I love a good compliment. Um, Not that I need to boost my ego any more than I do personally, but I do. I love being complimented, but I also like to be put in my place in like a jokingly way. I think it's really funny when a guy can dish it back to you and not in obviously not in a hurtful way, but I do enjoy roasting like 24 seven, which tips the ratio a little bit negatively. (laughs) So I need to work on that personally. However, I do like when a guy can dish it back and it's funny and you can laugh at one at one another and you can revel in it together. And then of course compliments along the way are important, but I've always found that to be essential and I've mentioned it on this podcast before. Um I also have been thinking about this a lot lately because the holidays just passed and it made me do a lot of thinking. Now <laughs> I'm kind of I don't know how I do it. I really don't. I I have reverse manifested so many things for myself in the past few months that it's kind of insane. For example, I took a Snapchat in early November and it was, wow, this is the first time I, Isabel V. Hill, am not in a relationship during the holidays in like the past seven or eight years. It really blew my mind. I was like, damn, like I've been with someone for every holiday. And then of course, um, I was with someone for the holidays. (laughs) So I was like, whoa, (laughs) how did you manage to do that, Isabel? Really, truly, how did you do it? Um, So I don't know how that happened. I really don't. But it made me think about gifts because I love giving gifts. I think I'm really good at it. And I wouldn't say it's my love language, but I'm definitely, it's a way that I can express my love for someone because I'm not always so like wordy or physical, surely not physical about it. So it does show my appreciation in some way or form. But I will say I, because, because I do this myself, I would like it 
to be done for me is that when someone gives you gifts based off of personal details that they've learned about you or that you've told them about, things that you like, things that you're passionate about, whatever that may be. And I've seen guys who like keep notes on their phone of just like things that they learn about that person and in case they ever need it. And with my very long-term ex, I was super clear about like gifts that I wanted. He would ask me and be like, well, like this would be cool or this would be cool. He was also very good at like making sentimental heart value type gifts, which were very sweet and very creative. And it showed a lot of dedication and effort. And so that was adorable. And then the ex that I had after that, um, we only spent one Christmas together, no birthdays. Well, actually one birthday, but it was his and the Christmas gift he got me was stuff that he wanted for me, you know? It wasn't personal. It wasn't well thought through. And I feel bad because when he gave it to me, I was low-key or high-key a bitch. I was like, oh, thanks. Because it really didn't have any meaning to me. Like, none of the gifts. And there were several. And I was like, this is all stuff that you wanted. You didn't even think if I would like them. In fact, if you knew me at all, you know I wouldn't like them. So, it just made me think a lot about, like, if someone really cares about you, they'll put way more thought into things. Not saying that he didn't care about me, because I know that he did in his own way. But it was just not what I was looking for. And I even thought to myself, I was like, do I really want to spend the rest of my life with someone who's going to give me things that he wants me to have? It just didn't sit well with me. So I would appreciate if a guy were to give me gifts based off of things that I actually liked or that I actually wanted or that we could actually do together that we would both enjoy. Something along that lines, I think, is personally relationship goals. Going off of that, I love, and I mean love, when a guy can handle details, like making plans on their own. They don't require my input whatsoever. Don't get me wrong. I also like to plan things. I shouldn't, like, I don't think it should all be left to the guy to make plans. I don't think it should all be left to the girl. I appreciate kind of an even plan making, but I really, truly find it so attractive when a guy can plan dates entirely on their own, um, plan vacations entirely on their own. I think it shows not only initiative, but amazing thoughtfulness. And so, I just, I really appreciate that. I will say in the past, it's mostly been me. And I think that's for most women. I don't think that guys are often too much into the plan making, but I would love it if a guy were to do that. Like a thousand percent. It would be like the hottest thing someone could do for me probably. Um, What's another relation? Oh, for sure. I definitely think when someone is actively listening to you and shows interest in hearing about things that you're interested in, even if they don't have a direct interest or vested interest in anything you're talking about, but they want to hear your opinion on it. For example, a guy that I'm seeing was like, you know, because I watch a lot of reality TV, no shocker, Bravo, again, has a chokehold on me forever, Will. Um, but he would want to hear about it, even though he didn't watch the shows, didn't care to watch the shows, didn't want to watch the shows, didn't really know anyone. But he wanted to hear my opinions anyways, because he knew that I liked it. And I just thought that that was really cute. And I don't think, 
you know, that that's ever happened before where a guy has like directly said that, like, I would like to hear the things that you're interested in, which, um, makes me think about where my standards were at, but whatever. So I just think that's really cute and adorable and relationship goals for sure. I also think kind of on a different topic that there should be a healthy dose of like staying in and having your chill time and then, you know, just simply like whatever that may be, watching Netflix, cuddling, just hanging out, very chill. Um, and then a healthy dose of going out and doing social outings and going on dates. Mostly because one or the other, if you tip the scale one, one way, it can be not fun if and vice versa, you should have a healthy dose, in my opinion. Or at least that's what I'm looking for because I do like having nights in and I do like having nights out. So as long as I have someone who can do both in a good amount, that works great. That works great for my schedule. I also didn't realize that I ever needed this until after I got cheated on because I was always so confident in myself and I still am, but now I am that person that definitely requires some reassurance. And I just think even if you haven't been cheating on, cheated on, reassurance is just nice to have, especially when it's unexpected and you're not asking for it or hopefully not begging for it. Um, I just think that's really important. And I think it alleviates a lot of jealousy, a lot of questions, and that can save you from a lot of fucking issues. And that's based on experience, folks. Um, going off of that, I would really love someone who is just completely direct. And by that, I mean, they're just very clear with their needs, wants, feelings, and there's no need for me to question or like, there's just no playing mind games. That would be the American dream, truly. Um, direct feedback and just clear steps moving forward is my love language, I've decided. I know that doesn't fall under the five that are recognized, but that is my love language, is clear feedback and direct next steps to proceed because I literally cannot, I'm not a mind reader and I can't handle not knowing ever anything. So that would be really great for me. That's something that I don't think people think a lot about, but it's something that I think a lot about. I also really would like someone who isn't afraid to let their inner child come out. Um, there has to be for me a certain level of childishness, mostly because I can be very childish sometimes and not in like the negative way. I just mean in like the fun and playful way. I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, you would have to be dating me to understand, but I like when a guy can match that fun and playful energy. It keeps us young, keeps the relationship exciting, in my opinion. I also would really appreciate a good Pong partner. I feel like my game has gotten a lot worse in the past few months, so I need someone to bring me up another notch. I need a good hype man. It, maybe that's what I need. I don't know. Maybe I just need to drink more. <laughs> who knows? But I think it would be nice to have someone who not only appreciates the game of Pong, but who's also good and can bring up that ratio, my ratio, my level. I also absolutely require someone who is independent. I need someone who's able to do things on their own. As we all know, as I have thoroughly discussed on this podcast, I clinginess is probably the worst 
the worst thing for me. I can't handle it. It gives me the ick. It really pushes me away from that person. So someone who is equally as independent is very important, who isn't mine, who doesn't mind, sorry, spending time alone and away from each other. We don't always need to be together. I really fear developing codependency. So as long as I'm on the same page with someone on that, I think we should be good. But I am a very independent person and I prefer to preserve that identity, that trait of myself. And that could probably only be with someone who is independent and secure with themselves. I also think, and I think a lot of people think this way, they hopefully have to get along with my friends and family. And I want to even take that up a notch, not just surface level. I mean, they're really meshed in with those two very important groups in my life. They really make an effort to integrate themselves and vice versa. I would want to do the same. I've never had a relationship where I wasn't friends with their friends, where I didn't get along with their family. Um, That would be just really hard for me. And from my Monsters-in-Law episode, I really prefer to be involved with someone whose family likes me and whose friends like me. And I want the same for that person because I'm with my friends so much. I'm with my family so much. That's going to be an essential. It's going to be very key. Um, Another thing that I think we can all agree on, all listeners, is that I want someone who can handle conflict respectfully, appropriately, and efficiently. Those are all very important to me. I have not been in a relationship where conflict was handled correctly ever. And so that is truly my dream goal is to find someone who isn't, who isn't a yeller, who isn't a gaslighter, because let's just extinguish the gaslighters while we can. I need someone who is a very clear communicator, and that's from the get-go. I've always had trouble with this in the past, like acting or asking and vocalizing what I want and speaking up when something is bothering me. And when I do, usually that person would react very negatively and vice versa. I think when alcohol gets involved, a lot of things get twisted around and there could be a whole episode on this, but I really need someone who can handle conflict and doesn't lose their shit on me and can 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 hold their own because that's just the worst quality in my opinion. I would also like to be on the same page about important things. And for me, that's the core three. And I call it the core three because I think if you don't agree on these, your relationship is probably inevitably going to fail. And that is your finances, religion, and politics. Those are the big deal breakers. And if you don't agree on those, again, you're probably going to fall into the very high rate of divorce in this country. And, you know, probably agree on other things like whether you want to have a family, whatever that may be, where you want to live, et cetera, et cetera. But those are the core three for me that I would definitely have to be on the same page about or at least can compromise on, if that makes sense. Um, I would also appreciate someone who understands my shortcomings and I can do the same for that person because everyone has them. We all have red flags. We all have flaws. And as long as you're aware of those and as long as you continue to work on them and you're dedicated to improvement and self-growth, then you can make that work. And as long as you guys can appreciate that person and help them work through those things or you're at least there for them through those things, that's super important. And on top of that, just someone who's supportive. 
Um, because I certainly have tough moments and I never want to go through those things alone. It's always nice to have someone there. So as long as they're not afraid of that or they can just be helpful in some way, they're not just like, oh, I'm sorry, that sucks. Because <laughs> that's pretty much the extent I think a lot of people go because, you know, those things can be uncomfortable and you never want to deal with them. But there's a lot there's many better ways to handle those situations. So someone who's supportive would be great. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. Going off of that, I would also appreciate someone who's mature in, in the sense of like handling of situations in the face of conflict, in your ability to compromise, like we're all adults now. And if I'm going to be dating to marry, I would like to be dating someone who is mature. <laughs> For the most part, because again, that inner child is great and I would love that. And then I think one thing that I've learned that my last relationship taught me is that you should never stop dating one another. I think that's so important and no one really talks about it. And by that, I mean you're keeping the romance up, you're showing continual interest because that prevents complacency and resentfulness and a lot of other things. But basically, you should never stop making effort with that person like you did in the beginning. Because in the beginning, everything's fun, you're in that honeymoon phase, whatever. But you never stop making effort. You don't stop going on dates. You don't stop showing your appreciation for that person. You don't stop with the compliments or the small things. In fact, you probably amp them up as time goes by. I think that's very important and that's a very big goal of mine for sure. Um, to, to be fair, now that I've kind of hit my mark with my 30 minutes, those are probably my most important relationship goals. I'm sure I could think of a million fucking others, but I don't want to be unrealistic either because a lot of these things may be hard to meet. But as long as I can work on meeting those things with someone and maybe even discuss my goals with them and they're willing to work with me on those things, that's really all I need. That's really the biggest goal is someone who's just willing <laughs> because a lot of people aren't. A lot of people don't like making effort in this day and age because again, chivalry is dead or the people who express chivalry are taken and or dead. So I'm trying to revive that and maybe hopefully discover someone who can meet these goals. So though that that's that, that's my goals. Throughout the month of February, again, I plan on continuing like through this topic of love and relationships or the ick or whatever it may be, the cringe things, relationship surrounding or love surrounding or dating surrounding, I think would be fun keeping up with the tone of Valentine's Day in February. So I'm excited to keep up with these topics. I may have some guests along the way to talk about it with me. Who knows? Either way, you all now know what my ideal relationship looks like. And if it doesn't look anything like what yours looks like, we're, we're different people. That makes a lot of sense. But I think a lot of these are common for most people and can be pretty relatable. Other than that, though, I hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. Maybe something exciting will happen. I'm going up to the mountains tomorrow for a long weekend, which should be super fun. And I'm excited to get away. Really, I'm very excited to get away. So, yeah. Happy Thursday to all you people, listeners, my crowd of five. Proud of you for staying along with me on this bumpy, bumpy, bumpy journey that is creating a podcast. Anyways, I will talk to you guys next Thursday. Hope you had a good listen. And per usual, it's ginger spice and everything nice. See ya.